It was every bit that I wanted it to be. My name is Darian, and I have returned for another week of horror, goodness, badness, in the middleness, hotness, coldness, somewhere in between. Speaking of mediocre, I got Jason Harrell in the house. Hello. The king of mediocre. That's me. What's going on, big guy? Oh, hustling and thugging. You know how I do it. I know how you do, Dad. Uh, Despite what they say, pimping is, in fact, easy. Is it really? It is. I was told it was not. Well, just so you know. Okay. All right, I guess I guess uh, knowledge is power. Listening to the wrong people, I guess. Big Buddy is also in the house. Hey, what's up? What's going on, fella? Oh man, two Glad weeks in a row. I know. Get the fuck out of here! How <laughs> yeah. dare you show up to my house? Two <laughs> did weeks I in even a row. leave last week? Uh, I think you did. I thought you did. <laughs> what's going on, buddy? Oh man, it just work. Yeah, just yeah. work again. I, I'm ready to have a couple days off. I tell dude, you that. We got it coming. Yeah, we got it coming, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am stockpiling Jameson and t- vodka and all kinds of other <laughs> libations. It's going to get stupid up at the cabin. Nice. What we're talking about, inmates, Buddy and my wife and another very dear friend of ours all share the exact same birthday. What all the noise was, though? I don't know either. But uh, what happens is, every year, on this rare date in August, um, we all get a big cabin in the woods, go up there, drink until vomit occurs, it's going to happen, Mm -hmm. and try to have sex with each other in various (laughs) strange combinations, twosomes, threesomes, foursomes. Uh, We had a monkey swing last time. I think it got some use. Various sexual accoutrements. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how it goes down. Yeah, so swapping is mandatory. It is, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, and trying to scare people in the woods at night. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, the Red Queen damn near killed your ass for throwing pine cones at us in the middle of the night in the woods. There, buddy. Uh, What's new in Action Pack with you? Not a goddamn thing, dude. Uh, Mom's still in the hospital. Um, appendix came out. Everything is looking good. She's a little depressed about being in the hospital for going on 10 days now. Wow. But uh, we're just waiting on this, this abdominal infection to clear up. Once that's done, it's, it, we're, we're, we're smooth sailing from there. So they've got That's all a co- long haul. Yeah, 10 days now we're talking mm-hmm. about. I had my, have you guys had your appendix out? Nope. I had mine out. But I was 21 when it when it came out. I was in the hospital for four days. That is the most embarrassing experience of my life. Mm. That's it, saying a lot. It is. I've seen you in a lot of embarrassing moments. This one was the worst. I got. You were in the military then, right? I was no. not. 
Oh, no. you weren't? Okay. Yeah. No, I, I had just gotten out, actually. Oh, okay. Um, hot little uh, nurse comes to check on me. Keeps telling me what a nice body I have. What was his name? Uh, Fred. Fred. <laughs> Fred. You may have met him. You, you probably know Fred. Uh, her name was Samantha, oh, sir, oh, okay. by the way. Sam. And uh, I was single at the time. I was, I was like, oh, it's going down, dude. I'm going to get this girl's number. Shit, mm. we're going to get married, have kids. It's going to be a beautiful thing. The night before I got out, do you remember a cartoon on the Cartoon Network called Johnny Bravo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funniest fucking show oh, I've yeah. ever seen in my Love life. Love it. I'm watching Johnny Bravo the night before I get out. I don't know if you guys have ever had abdominal surgery or any kind of operation on your stomach, but it is rough. And one of the things that hurts the worst laughing. is laughing. And I can't turn the channel because I'm loving Johnny Bravo, and I can't stop laughing. And all of a sudden, I'm like... Uh oh, code brown, code brown. Oh, code brown. So I'm like, I can't really get out of bed because I just had surgery. I don't want to like rupture or anything. Right, right. So I hit the nurse call button. Guess who thinking, comes in? I'm thinking we got to get me to the toilet asap, right? <laughs> and like she, she's not coming. I'm hitting it and hitting it and hitting it and laughing at Johnny Bravo. And finally, I'm like, this is going down. I got to move. So I get up. I take one step towards the bathroom and immediately evacuate. Oh man. It was brown gravy all over my nightgown. Over the bed. Oh, wow. Uh, it was drip dropping on the floor. You ever hear of a rolling brown out? That's what that is. <laughs> wow. And as soon as that happens, here she comes over the intercom. Darian, what's going on, buddy? And I'm like, uh, eh, eh. Can She's, I get a mop and a shovel? Had, just had a little accident. She's like, I'll be right there. And I'm like, oh, no, fuck. send somebody else. <laughs> so qu- thinking, I'm thinking quickly, uh, I take my gown off. I'm now butt naked, trying to like mop everything up with my gown. And of course, she walks in, sees me butt naked, covered in my own chocolate milk. <laughs> and, says, uh, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Needless to say... I did not marry Samantha. <laughs> yeah. I instead <laughs> moved on with my life. <laughs> but that was... This is a black party. I didn't show up. No. No. It was no. zero. It was a big fat zero. And um, here I am. That was easily the most embarrassing moment of my oh, entire yeah. life. All right. Well, enough about me and my private horror show <laughs> that I've now put out there into the universe. How about some uh, horror news, you maniacs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horror news. What do you got there, Jason? Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities premieres October 25th on Netflix with a four-day event. Trailers are up. Have you watched them? No. Or are you avoiding them? I am avoiding them. So, how's it look? Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to ruin it for you. But I will say this: it's obviously very Guillermo del Toro, and the reason that I'm no longer the fan that I used to be of Guillermo del Toro is because he seems to love himself some fairy tales. I'm very mixed on on del Toro. I, when he goes into Monster Town, into Horrorville, it's pretty pretty balls out. Like um, Blade Two, I think is my favorite. Of, I hate to admit it because, like, his original work is usually much better. But Blade Two, those crackhead vampires, those are frightening. I don't want none of them. <laughs> the way that their mouths open up like vaginas and stuff. Um, but like, you take like the orphanage. Uh, uh, what's that? The Devil's Backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very. 
there's usually going to be a child uh, protagonist, and he's going to somehow best the adult emissary in some way. Yeah, usually they start out pretty strong, and then by the by the end of the movies, they kind of go, like you're saying, they kind of go down this fairy tale yeah. land yeah, that exactly. just ends up not being the horror that I'm looking for. Exactly. That's my. Th- hmm. But there's usually some pretty good visuals in there, and. The story is rich, somehow, usually some kind of a Spanish thing. They're usually very visually impressive. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They look great. Absolutely. And uh, if you if you watched, uh, what is it, Crimson Peak, there's some weird sex stuff. No. Yeah. Sold. Hey. Hey. <laughs> That's all I got. What you got? Buddy. All right. Teased by Saber Interactive. The team has confirmed this afternoon that Mia Allen from the Evil Dead remake will be joining Evil Dead, the game, this coming September. Fucking ain't right, you will. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. Uh, Spirit Halloween just released exclusive new Trick R Treat and Killer Clown Funko Toys. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Try not to pop an erection right here in I front of us, buddy. i tell you what. So I went to the, the, the Spirit Halloween store in Reno is already open. Mm-hmm. I went there. I could have swore those the, that picture I sent you, Jason, mm-hmm. of the uh, vintage Halloween masks yeah. were the, the Halloween masks that the kids were wearing in the bus in Trick or Treat. Jason, being the authority on Trick or Treat, said, no way, you're wrong. So I guess they're just vintage Halloween masks. But I'll tell you what they oh, did have. Tell the uh, cotton candy guns from mm-hmm. uh, Killer Clowns Killer from Clowns? Space. Mm-hmm. They, they light up and buzz and flippy. My son wants <laughs> one. They're like 60 bucks a piece. Jeez. So. Yeah. I think, th- is that the one I was talking about last yep. week? Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, Black Phone 2 is in conversation. Oh, snap. What yeah. could be possible? Okay, keep going. Well, you know, they uh, they made $152.8 million worldwide at an $18 million budget. Yeah, dude. Man. Ripped it up. Oh, man, they did. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're definitely in talks of doing it. Um, they're not sharing any deals, details at this moment, but... It's out there. It right would, I would assume it would have to be a prequel. Well, if it's going to revolve around the same characters, because the phone is in the house of the character, you know. If I'm in charge of this project, what I do is remove, okay, it happened. Remove all of that. Keep the house. Keep the phone in the basement. New family moves in. Okay. Fantastical ghost stuff. Okay. From there. That's how I would go. I'm down with that. Yeah, and it's definitely a sequel, not a prequel. Okay. Good. Uh, coming this Halloween season from Netflix, Tim Burton's Wednesday is a brand new live action take on the Adams Family. Jenna Ortega is going to play Wednesday. I am rapidly falling in love with Jenna Ortega. Yeah, me too. I think she is uh, a, a pretty good actress, mm-hmm. uh, pretty easy on the eyes. Yep. Um, but as, as far as like Wednesday Adams goes, really what you need is a dime store mannequin. Yeah. You need just like a deadpan, yes, no, yeah. or I'm going to murder you and eat you. And, you know, that yeah. dry humor kind of a thing. Christina Ricci pulled it off very well. Yeah, she's going to make an appearance, too, Yeah, as a new character. Yeah. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia. Oh. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And Louis Guzman is Gomez. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know about, about that, that one. I yeah. don't know about I like him. He's a funny guy, but I don't know about that role. Who else would you cast? Really? <sighs> I mean, everybody says Johnny Depp is go- should be, by all intents and purposes, uh, Gomez Adams. Yeah. And I get that, because he's quirky. He, Him and Tim Burton go way back. Uh, he can wear a fucking mustache like nobody's business. True. So, sure, 
But eh, we got all this Amber Heard stuff floating around, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Next Saw movie set for Halloween next year, 2023, released with Kevin Grutert directing again. Yeah, so the thing about that, Kevin Grutert, he directed... That's, uh, I, know, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. He directed Saw 6, which is probably the one Saw installment that I cannot tell you a fucking thing about. Yeah, and he edited a couple other ones. Yeah, he's got yeah. like a Saw pedigree. But apparently Saw, or Spiral, the book of Saw, did very well mm-hmm. at the box office. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly to me. But um, because of that, we are now reinvigorating the Saw franchise. I think yeah. most of them probably do pretty good because they probably operate off a fairly limited budget. Well, that and they were on a solid cycle. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. like a good eight years, every October, we got another that, Saw movie. That was movie. awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, most of, I don't know, most of our theaters did like a big midnight premiere and you can go check it out at midnight. Yeah. And it was like Saw and Purge. Those were the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Purge was like every two or three years, yeah. but Saw, you could set your clock mm-hmm. by it. Um, so yeah, this will be the 10th installment of the billion dollar franchise. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. I believe at this point, Jigsaw has out-earned Jason Voorhees. Right. I'm into that. And it's released on October 27th, 2023. Okay. Yeah, look forward to that. Well, me too. Well, that's all I got. What do you got? That you motherfuckers haven't already uh, swiped for me? Hmm? You cocksuckers. Swiper, no swiping. Uh, Netflix's Edgar Allan Poe movie, The Pale Blue Eye, starring Hmm. Christian Bale. Hmm. Uh, I assume this is going to be in the vein of um, The Telltale Heart, I think. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe, really, if you think about it, did like five salt. He he wrote like thousands of short stories and poems. Mm Mm-hmm. I can name five of them off the top of my head. Right. You got uh, The Raven, obviously, uh, The Telltale Heart, uh, Mask of the Red Death, um, two other ones that immediate, <laughs> don't immediately come to mind. Monkey's uh, Paul? Uh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that might be one. And uh, But there, other than that, there were just scores of these little two- and three-page stories. Like uh, Mask of the Red Death was only about a page and a half long, hmm. and that was it. Um, pale blue eye. Oh, I, I. Now that I think about it, I know exactly what it's based on. The old evil eye, which was basically a retooling of uh, the Telltale Heart. Old gypsy. It's a like a um, quirky retelling of um, drag you, drag me to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, old gypsy lady has a weird eye. Kid is fixated on it. Can't get it out of his mind, so he murders the old lady and digs the eye out of her head and takes it home with him. And then ever since then, she kind of haunts him and torments him after that. I right. just watched The Dark Brown Eye, and I was fixated on that. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw that it's one, pretty too. pretty good. It's, I, I, I didn't see that twist at the end. Coming, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and by twist, I mean... Like, Rolling Brown out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of the black phone, it has just hit Peacock. And it's yes. now available to stream. Mm-hmm. And that is all I have on the horror news. Are you finally going to watch it? I'm going to watch it. I, read, I already read the book, Jason. Okay. If I had a pair of glasses, I would take them off and tell you that the book okay. is better without even having seen the movie. Sorry. I'm, I'm sure I'm not is. highbrow enough to discuss literacy and reading <laughs> and did, comprehension. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Did you, you saw it? it, right, yeah, buddy? Yeah, I saw it. It's a pretty good show, right? It's all right. What? Yeah, I wasn't impressed. Well, I wanted more horror element in it. Well, I mean, it's it's um, it's more of a 
uh, I guess you would call it a hero's journey. Yeah, I think I think what it does, it does pretty good, <clears throat> but it it definitely has a lot of. I feel like it's got a lot of holes in it. Yeah, does it? Yeah, okay. I wanted more from, but it's still really good. I enjoy it. Yeah, I wanted more from the main actor, like Ethan. Like Hawk. it started off so good, and yeah. then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, now you're pretty much just put him off to the side, and you're dealing with this other stuff going on. Yeah, it's like, he, he's barely even in it. Yeah, are you talking about Ethan Hawke? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean that's I mean that that's how the the short story. That kidnap goes. scene was sick. I was like, yeah, dude. I don't I don't know if I need this. <laughs> like, I'm in a weird place where I cannot handle kid like horror at all. Like tonight's movie kind of fucked me up a little bit. I'm I need to buy bigger dogs. Is what I'm telling you. <laughs> like big, ferocious, scary fucking dogs. All right, enough about okay. that. Let's get into some listener mail here, shall we? Let's do it. Listener mail. Listener mail. Listener female. Uh, let's start things off out in Sydney, Australia. Here comes our main man, Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim. Subject line, send in the monsters. Clearly, Tim is going to vote for the clear killer clowns from outer space. Hey guys, how's life treating you? Me? I'm great. Happy as always. Terra Dome. Goodbye, killer clowns. I'm sorry, Tom Hardy. I love the theme song, but the Universal Monsters have this hands down. Darian, you're a turbo kid. Come on, man. you got to make these harder. I'm going to do a deep dive tonight, you motherfucker. But you are correct. I am, in fact, um, turbo kid. It's going to be a blowout. Telling you right now. Um, also, Darian, you said you wouldn't do an Australian impression due to not wanting to offend anyone, but I'm giving you permission oh, to go for it. Come on, I want to hear it. I'll rate you one out of ten. <laughs> Crikey. Crikey. Australian, eh? That's oh, not a knife. Oh, this, this is, is a knife. knife. Boy. <laughs> really, if you Don't just... mind if I did you redo. I get it, Tim. Fucking I get terrible. That. Every time, you know what? I there's one uh, horror podcast that I listen to out of, I think it's Wales or something like that. And every time they do an American accent, they sound just like Jason. Well, you know, I think it's gonna be uh, like a bad day. Oh my gosh, it's like my doppelgangers right here. No, can you believe it? <laughs> it's like, God damn it, is he cheating on me with a podcast out of Wales? Uh, also, that's it for me this week. Love you guys. OPS, oh, Jason. Yes. Listen, I love you. I really do. But when you said you don't care for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> I kind of shed a tear. I thought this might be our breakup moment. I thought we had something special here. <laughs> and you turn around and cut me deep. You better apologize or no more mustache rides for you. <laughs> I'm joking, baby. I could never be mad at you. <laughs> Call me. XOXOXO. <laughs> Smooches. You know, I've got a 4K restoration of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the shelf right behind Buddy. And I thought about because I'm doing this thing where I'm catching up on all my favorites because I'm going to not watch any, do any rewatches in 2023. And I thought, let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put put it in there. And I took, I picked it up, and I started walking it out to the living room. And then, as soon as I got past the bathroom, 
I heard Jason doing that Franklin impression. Ew, Sally! <laughs> and I turned around and put it right back on the shelf. <laughs> I did you do that much, huh? I understand. I understand. It's a great show. You gotta be in the right mood. But do I want to tolerate that fucking guy? No, not, not tonight. <laughs> All right, let's get out to the open road. Here comes Freddie. Subject line, old school. Hmm. Evening, folks. I think I actually got an educate. Are you Turbo Kid? Yes, I am, Freddie. Well done. Votes are easy for the Terra Dome. Old school Universal Monsters all the way. I have plenty of brains to win. Not sure what that means. Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddie. Thanks, Freddie. Right on, Freddie. Two more for the monsters. We're looking at a blowout here, Tom Hardy. These things happen. Don't get uh, don't get all offended. Uh, let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Hey, hey. Subject line, sexiness. Meow. I know he's not talking to me. Evening, padded room. Hope everyone is doing well. I made it in tonight. Good to hear Buddy's sexy voice. And I'm sure inquiring minds want to know, what's the neck... When's the next erotic reading? <laughs> oh, it's funny I thought about it. <laughs> oh, no. For a brief moment. <laughs> That was. Uh, it's probably going to be a while. That, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. <laughs> so, once upon a time, inmates, <clears throat> as part of our Patreon content, Buddy would come in here once a week and read. No, I did it from my house. Did you? Well, yeah. No, well, and then couple, I sent it in a couple of times. You did it from from here. I remember that. Cause yeah, I it, was, had to it was starting it. Come I think in when I was here and it. make adjustments as you went. But you would come in and read horror erotica. <laughs> <laughs> which was i i gotta say i found it to be very well written um because it was like fan fiction or it was like some yeah. kind of scat fiction or something like that but uh i i i couldn't make it i could i couldn't do it man I, I listened to like the first episode and i was like that was interesting I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I could only listen to one because I was dehydrated for a week after it. I mean, yeah. It's, it's yeah. very spankable. Terra Dome, Universal Monsters are all the way. Clowns are fun, but not smart enough. Yeah, I figured that, cowboy. And we are looking at a total blowout. Uh, educate is easy with Turbo Kid. I have to admit, with last week, I have yet to watch Maniac, but it's on my list. Finally got around to watching Love, Death, and Monsters. I think he means love, death, and robots. I had fun with it. It reminded me of Aeon Flux on MTV way back when. Funny that. A bit of news. I signed up for a contest which will let me meet Kane Hodder and get to stay in Buffalo Bill's house. I'll share the link when the voting opens and would appreciate any votes. And if needed, I'll even send a topless pic for those that want it. Best wishes for Monica and her family. Hope everything's going better. Back to the grind. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on a flip, cowboy. Maybe All right. It, maybe Thanks, cowboy. cowboy. Maybe it was love and monsters. It's love, death, and robots, right? Yeah. I assume that's what he's talking about. It's a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Oh, a Netflix series. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's actually a really good series. Uh, sci- more sci-fi than horror, Yeah, sci-fi, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite episodes, though, involves werewolves in the Marine Corps. Uh in Afghanistan, which is pretty cool. Uh, okay, we got some voicemails here. Let's see if this is going to work on the first try. Let's kick things off down in the funky old south. Here comes the man from Alabama, Alan. Alan Room, what's up? Hey. All right, Teradome, of course. The monsters. Give me the monsters. Yeah. 
and uh, Darian, you are Turbo Kid. I am. Hope everybody's doing good. Talk to you all later. Bye. See you, Alan. In and Thanks, out Alan. This guy. He makes it quick. Gets to yeah. the point. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, dudes that do not get to the point are coming right up. <laughs> Here comes uh, the man from beautiful Southern California, Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, hey boo. room. How's my favorite degenerate titlurkers? Titlurkers. <laughs> Everyone is doing well. And, uh, so it was a good week. Needed to get in real quick, mm. and uh, especially on that there terror dome now. I'll tell you right now, you got to put me down for them killer clowns from outer space. I mean, I want you to think about this okay. logically. All right. <laughs> I want you to think about this logically. Logically. There's Frankenstein. Right. He's just a big, stupid brute. Yeah. You know? There's the, the universal monsters. Who do we have? We have uh, uh, the, the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. The Phantom, of the, the Phantom of the fucking Opera. His name's Eric. That's who's going to stop the killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> Could be. The Hunchback from Notre Dame. I mean... Get the fuck out of here, he man. the hump as a shield. You know it's some clowns. You know it's the clowns. You want to go Left with the universal the monsters. Dracula's a vampire. Because you love the, the universal monsters. You have this great nostalgia. Well, I get it. I understand. I like okay. the universal monsters yeah. at all. But there's a terror dome. This is a battle. Gotta go with them uh, <laughs> killer clowns. Okay. Uh, hey, on the edge. What happened? Ah, oh, you motherfucker. We're experiencing Kate te- Department. Are you a uh, turbo kid? You got me. Turbo Look kid. At you I hope go. I got this one. You did it. Um, I have a couple other things I wanted to get into real oh, quick. I sure. Uh, I, I keep, feel like I keep bringing up um, the We Are All Dead series. Sure. And like mentioning like this and that and... I did mention that, indeed, their names are on their shirts, and you're like, oh, well, there you go. You, you know, identify them. But, yeah, I didn't mention that they're in fucking Korean. Oh. So, unless yeah. you got that hidden talent there, Mr. Brock. I and do not. You just happen to be able to read Korean, which I don't know. Maybe you do. I do not. But, yeah, it is in Korean, so okay. I won't tell too much. One other thing about it, I, huh. I, don't, I won't bring it up anymore, I promise. Uh, no, go ahead. But uh, in that movie, uh, I don't know where you went to school. Uh-oh. I don't think you did, but one of the characters is the the class president. Okay. And, man, they expect a lot from their fucking class president. You know, they're, <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, shit, you know, the, the fucking zombies are attacking a class president. What are we supposed to do? What should we do? You're the class president. You should know. <laughs> man, my fucking class president didn't know dick. Yeah. yeah like, she fucking probably knew how to, like... Tap a tap a keg. Good for him. You know the fucking maybe. Hey man, I know where the dry lake party is. Hey, but you know how to do fucking shit. I wouldn't ask him nothing about no. fucking zombie apocalypse is coming down. This is a popularity yeah, contest. Something yeah. I'm thinking about. Um, oh, but on the what are you looking at department? I oh, did get yeah. to catch the new uh, the new predator flip. Yeah, play. what'd you think? I gotta say, man, I I rather liked it. I agree. I um, I thought it was a really good. Uh oh. GP'd. He got G fucking peed. That'll happen. When your name is Tom Hardy, you get GP'd. He called back. G motherfucking P. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. As I was saying, um, I rather liked the new, um, the new Predator. I enjoyed it. Uh, one thing I did find kind of hmm. suspect about it is, you know, 
if you've seen the Alien vs. Predator flick, supposedly these predators have been coming here right. since, like, Aztec time immemorial, time. since yeah. we were building the pyramids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know if they stopped coming here after the alien outbreak came through or well, they exactly seen- what happened to where they're now quote-unquote coming here for the first time or maybe they're just coming in a new area of earth that's what i kind of i don't know one of the things that i did find kind of suspect though is okay this is a motherfucking predator this is a predator this thing gets well gets injured um by a single dog a single <laughs> it fucking was a dog. wolf no that was <laughs> a wolf i gotta say you know like come on a i can explain predator that. man this thing should be tearing this thing a new asshole it did. Anyhow, like I said, all in all, though, I thought half. it was a very enjoyable flick. I, I thought it. it was fun. I thought uh, it really made up for the last one in particular. And uh, <sighs> I kind of have a feeling this might be a, a thing where now that they've improved on the last one, we can move that forward. the next one maybe will be going back to theaters, which might work against us, I guess. But hey, well, whatever. Anyhow, yeah, you know. hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Have we all seen Prey? No. Okay. I don't want to give too much away. No, that's fine. I will say that I... You saw it, Jay. I did. I... There are a couple of little... Um... Nugs. Nuggets of just... Easter eggs. Little... Little... No, no, no. Well, one, one big Easter egg that links it back to previous Predator movies. The other one was like a quick little... Gotcha. Kind of a... Hey, look at that. If you're paying attention, you'll know that from somewhere else kind hmm. of thing. Um, I liked it, man. I, I dug it. Uh, we were planning on doing a whole boys in the basement get-together this weekend, but everybody fucking bailed on me, Jason Harrell. No, I was down for the original night. It's only it? once it got shifted to Saturday that I couldn't do it. It was for Friday. All right. We'll go back it. to the text message. We'll go discuss this off the air, it was, sir. It was requested that it get moved to Saturday. Yeah, I said no, Friday. All right, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, and that's why I couldn't go down. Let's get down to business. You don't even know. You don't even know. You're I right. didn't even know. I, he didn't even know. <laughs> we got a movie to get into, you motherfuckers. Do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, Freddie, Cowboy, Tim, or the horror? Did I read the horror sluts email? I don't think I did. Fuck me. What a rookie. It's quite possible that I may have skipped over a few of the 10,000 messages that you don't you, just, you broads don't were you sending. <laughs> don't you love a group text? Ugh. We've got one more email here, you sons of bitches. It's from uh, Kat over in England. Hey, Kat. Last minute style. Subject line, oldies but goodies. Evening, gents. Missed you last week with the having technology issues. But I think they are repaired now. For Terradome, I have to go with the oldies and the Universal Monsters. They do have a better skill set as a group. Educate, I believe you are Turbo Kid. Fun little movie. Hope everyone has a safe and healthy week. Cat. As I suspected. Cat, well done, young lady. And that is all we have in the listener mail. All right. Thank you all very much for writing and calling in. Your correspondence is much appreciated, as always. It's time... For the devil's candy. Mm-hmm. Place where we joke about the idea of the devil. But that is Satan's lie to distract us from the reality of who he is. Hey. 
going on? It's like it flowed through me. I don't remember painting this. This is mommy and daddy's house. They're dead. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I need to come home now. We are his pawns. We are his demons on earth. He uses us to carry out his unspeakable deeds. We satiate his hunger. Jehovah's work is wonderfully disturbing. Oh my God. I didn't mean to do this. To sacrifice. He will slither into your soul. Just the gas? He's right. You are the sweetest candy of them all. That's right, inmates. It's the Devil's Candy from 2015, 6.4 stars on IMDb. Written and directed by Sean Byrne. Starring Ethan Embry, Sherry Appleby, and... Pruitt Taylor Vince, who you probably know and love, Sean Byrne, writer and director of The Loved Ones. Rolling right on in, the, in his horror career. I love it. This is probably as serious and as heavy metal as a horror movie can get. I yeah. feel like. We've seen heavy metal horror movies. They're usually pretty cheeky and silly. you got yeah. your death deathgasm, your hard rock zombies, <clears throat> your black roses, very 80s, your... Uh, I guess you could call Shocker or a heavy metal yeah. movie oh, in a yeah. weird way. Uh, this one is like hardcore with both the heavy metal and the horror. Um, we're going to start off Ethan Embry. This motherfucker. This dude. This Chris, he reminded me of Christian Bale the whole time. Right. But I like him a lot more. I like yeah. him a lot more because he uses his whole mouth when he talks, which is a weird thing to do. <laughs> but plus he doesn't have that giant growth right by his eye. It's hard to get past that thing, yeah. Jason Harrell. And uh, every time, how can you not look at him and see the kid from Dutch? Oh boy, it's been Damn. so long You've since seen I've seen Dutch that. Dutch with Al Bundy, that's the yeah. kid. Is it? Ethan, Ethan Embry is oh, the kid Oh shit, Dutch. I had no oh, wow. idea. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't even put that together either. Uh, you can, you can, he's got a horror pedigree. You can follow him back to um, huh. various episodes of uh, uh, Masters of Horror. Ugh. Also a show, a very underrated show in my opinion, um, circa 1999 <clears throat> called Freaky Links. You guys remember that at all? Mm-hmm. Only in title. Executive produced by Eduardo Sanchez. Kind of rode the wave of the Blair Witch Project a little huh. bit, but he was kind of one of the dudes behind it. Um, there was another movie that I saw with him in it with Jennifer Love Hewitt, and it was like a teen romance thing 
Um, I want to say it's not as good as it gets, but like um, nothing better than this or <laughs> fucking. This is, this is pretty cool. It's I, not quite as bad as then. <laughs> this could be a lot worse. <laughs> I think is what it was. But it was basically him falling in love with Jennifer Love Hewitt when they were nineteen, and in the end they make out and everything is. Who wasn't back then? I know, right? That's that's pretty much how it went down. Anyway, this is Ethan Embry. Uh, I gotta get on whatever the fuck diet he's on. Man, this dude is jacked. Yeah, for this. I mean, that's like a probably five percent body fat easily. Yeah, and uh, you would think. I mean, I get it. If you're gonna make a movie and they tell you up front you're gonna have to be shirtless for a lot of it, you're gonna you you know you're gonna tone up a little bit, maybe get the love handles under control or something. But this dude went full Tyler Durden on us with the tattoos and the whole shit. Man. Yeah. I love it. All right, anyway, we're going to start off with him and his family. It's him, his uh, 14-year-old daughter, and his wife, and they are looking at a buying a new house. Um, I guess you call him like the tortured artist, struggling artist type. He's a painter. He takes work on commission. Very heavy metal kind of a guy. And you'll look at him and you'll think to yourself, that dude hangs out at a lot of record shops and doesn't have a lot of money to actually buy any records. (laughs) So he's got that vibe about Mm -hmm. him. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. We've all been there at one point or another, but he is laying it on thick. Um, His wife is a hair stylist, which is fine. They're making a living. They're getting by. But now they want to up. They want to. They want to move forward in the world and actually buy a house. Mm-hmm. They're looking at houses. They come across this old school style ranch house. They're in rural Texas. Um, this house reminded me a lot of the Conjuring house. Just thinking about yeah. the layout, yeah. like the way it's situated. It's the the typical farmhouse slash plantation house that you would come to know and love. And it's got a cool little like work shed area that is perfect for a painter studio mm-hmm. now while that's going on we're going to cut to the big scary guy pruitt taylor vince playing a guy named ray now you probably already knew this but i'm going to clue you in anyway pruitt taylor vince is a he's a bit of a horror film alumni and the reason why is because he has a weird condition where he cannot stop moving his eyes even when he's looking at you, and if you watch some close-up scenes of him, his eyes are constantly just darting all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Never even noticed. It's it's a weird thing. He's been in a lot of movies. Uh, he usually plays like the crazy <coughs> villain. He's a big guy. Um, he also gets typecast as like a uh, gentle giant type of a dude. Yeah. He's got this eye thing. And if you want to see a skinny Pruitt Taylor Vince, watch a movie called Angel Heart with Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. I think I like him chunky. I like him chunky. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need some weight on that guy. If you got the crazy eyes, you might as well lean into it and have a crazy body. Look like you can <laughs> fuck somebody up. If you got crazy eyes and you're skinny, you're just like a meth head. You look like a meth head or a <laughs> child molester. Either way, that's not a type that you want to be cast into. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like a, uh, what's his name? Char- uh that Earl guy. Haley, uh, <clears throat> Jackie Earl, Haley? Jackie Earl Haley. He gets he gets typecasted as a lot of child molesters. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, but he has a look that says I don't want him hanging around my kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his fault. He just looks that way. You know, I'm sure he's a sweetie, but I don't want him hanging around my kids. That's just me. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's that. So he wakes up in the middle of the night, and I guess he's staying with his sister. 
and he's got a guitar and an amp, and he just starts hitting the power chords in the middle of the night. Broom, broom, broom. And he's kind of staring up, up at the ceiling. His sister comes in, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, the voices are coming back. I have to drown them out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm calling Dad. We're sending you back to the hospital. Now, this creates a little bit of a problem, I think, down the road with the movie, right? Keep going. Uh, we'll, we'll get to this later on. So okay. the words that she said was that, I'm calling Dad. You have to go back to the hospital. Are we all in agreement on that? Uh, Do you remember who called that? I think so. I remember them having a conversation, but I don't remember what their actual dialogue was. Maybe I'm fucked up here. It took me, like, the opening, Mm -hmm. I I was not invested in just that opening. Okay. Um, But that changed quickly for me. So so I don't really know what transpired uh, conversationally. Okay. That's what I recall. I may be wrong. Now... As the uh, young family is looking at this new ranch-style house, they get a very, um, I don't know, kind of withdrawn, uh, lackluster kind of uh, disclaimer from the real estate salesman, who looks suspiciously like Joe Bob Briggs, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, now, Texas law says I got to tell you that a uh, there were a couple deaths on the property. Now, we've had Crack House Matt on the show before, and I can tell you for a fact that they are not allowed to tell you about deaths on the property because that could stigmatize the property and affect sales. Regional, though. Is that a regional thing? That's regional. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. maybe regional only to Maryland, then. Yeah, like Matt's, you know, they had their own rule on that. Right, yeah. And then every area has their own. So, you're a homeowner. Did you? Well, no, your house was built specifically yeah. for you. <laughs> You okay, Beavis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I was okay. You said I'm a homeowner. Get out. <laughs> um, when we bought this house, I asked uh, if there had been any deaths on the property, just because I'm a horror dork. Sure. And the uh, uh, real estate agent, who also happened to be my wife's best friend, was like, why are you getting some vibes? I was like, no, I was just curious. And she's like, I'll look into it. And then she never got back to me. <laughs> so, turns out I did, I did the uh, gravesite thing, dot com, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Turns out this house was built in 2006. Nobody ever died here. There were some very angry lesbians that lived here well, before, prior to us. As a matter of fact, the, uh, <clears throat> the house right across the street from us, yeah. um, when it went on the market, there were two deaths in that house. Wow. Wow. Under one owner. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Natural or? I think one was natural, one was suicide. Woo! Uh, did not uh, sway any potential buyers. No, out. of course not. No. You think they, these days probably drive the price up. Right? <laughs> oh, I want to live in a haunted house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, That's cool. Rent it out as an Airbnb. Haunted B&B. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, he lays it on them and they're like, oh, is that why the price is so cheap? And he's like, I got more and more people coming to look at the house. You want it or not? They buy the house. Great. Uh, daughter has to start at a new school. Uh, daughter is a total metalhead. Dad, Ethan Embry, is also a total metalhead. I love that. I seriously hope that this is the relationship that me and my daughter are going to have. Not with heavy metal, but with like horror stuff. I don't think it's going to work out that way, but it would be very cool if it did. 
You don't think Deacon's going to jump into the, no, the horse? No, no, no. He's already pulled the, the vagina card on me. Oh, okay. Daddy, those guys are scary. <laughs> My daughter's yeah. loves horror movies. Is yeah. she good for her? Yeah, we'll watch them on the weekends. Nice. Um, Daphne, I feel like, could maybe make a turn. Mm-hmm. As soon as, like, I don't know, maybe... At some point, she's going to start making fun of Deacon for being such a vagina. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like once, if if and when that happens, then I've got her. Mm-hmm. But until then, bro, I got to play it loose because I don't want to like traumatize her. Right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, so that's they buy the house. They're very excited. They go home and get high together and probably have sex. Good for them. Uh, Pruitt Taylor Vince, on the other hand, is now just kind of drifting. Listen. Listlessly, He goes to a shady motel and gets a room, mm-hmm. moves in there, starts playing the guitar there in the middle of the night. Cops get called. Uh, they come and check him out. His name is Ray, mm-hmm. we find out. And he, this is kind of his thing. He's obviously mentally unstable. Yeah. Um, apparently, he hears voices, and he just jumps up and starts pounding power chords on this guitar with the amp at full volume to drown out the voices in his head. That's what I got. You guys get anything different? Nope. All right. Cops get called. He's like, yeah, sorry, I'll put the guitar away. And then they drive off and everything's cool. While that's going hey, on. He's so sincere, too. He's a I good mean, actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. I mean, uh, when they come up to tell him, hey, turn it down, you know, you expect this big old dude like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, uh, yeah, he's a, he's okay. A, I, he struck me as a troubled... Um, kind of a stuck in it like an adolescent state of mind kind of a guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we'll learn more about this guy as we go on. But uh, from there, we're going to cut to uh, the family getting moved in and situated in this old school ranch house. They're loving it. Unfortunately, the daughter uh, has to start at a new school. She's the metalhead girl. Now, I don't want to like stereotype anybody, but. The metalheads that I went to, to high school with, serious hygiene problems. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they were bad dudes or that they were um, stupid or poor or anything like that, but they had a serious odor about them. And I don't know if it's just me and my past experience, but looking at this young lady, I think to myself, she probably stinks. <laughs> Did anybody else get that vibe? I yeah. wasn't thinking about her body odor. Okay, all right. <laughs> That got a little weird. What, what were you thinking about, Jesus? Hey, you're the one thinking about her body odor. What part of this conversation is weirder? I'm just saying. It's like I was looking at her. I better deuce I was, really stink. I was looking at her right budding young breasts. I'm sure they smell lovely. <laughs> Tune in to next week's Pedo Podcast. We're going to talk about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Anyway, um, that's just the vibe I got. And yeah. to be honest, looking at Ethan Embry and like the way he was constantly disheveled in this movie, he looked like a stinky guy. Yeah, he was constantly like greasy. Had like a yeah, like a sheen of sweat, some kind of moisture on him, and he was yeah. always like wiping paint on himself. Mm-hmm. He could probably do with a shower. Right. Uh, the the relationship between him and his daughter was obviously very close. She was a metalhead too. Maybe she could do with a, uh, a quick rinse, you know? <laughs> Run through the, the hose in the backyard once or twice. <laughs> I'm just saying, all right, anyway, she's having a hard time at school. Now we're going to cut back to the house where we're going to get a little shining action going on here. He's like uh, kind of blacking out while he paints and the time is flying by. He's commissioned to paint this uh, butterfly mural for a bank. And instead, he's like going into the studio, which is this dilapidated shed, 
losing track of time and painting this weird satanic shit. Yeah. Um, it easily fits with the character because right. he's such a metalhead. But at the same time, like the sound design on this movie is very aggressive, foreboding. I would say, like yeah. every time he goes into paint, you get like this uh, 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 mm-hmm. kind of a thing going on, and like this weird kind of ambient sound. And then you see like the the hands on the clock are spinning around, and he's like frantically spraying things and putting masks on and all kinds of weird shit. Mm-hmm. A um, couple days go by. It's weird, but it's not the end of the world. Um, he's supposed to pick his daughter up in their uh, Griswold-esque station wagon, mm-hmm. yeah. which is not something you see a lot of these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he completely loses track of time and uh, steps outside of his studio and realizes that the sun has gone down. Oh, shit. He's got to push that Griswold station wagon to the max, get to the school where she is still at school. Well past Sunday. Hell no. Is there not a phone you can call? You know, hey, <laughs> motherfucker, you're supposed to pick me up four hours ago. Yeah. All right, well, I don't know. Maybe I, apparently she didn't have a cell phone, but I'm sure there's some kind of a phone or somebody would let you use something mm-hmm. to call your dad anyway. Well, they, I mean, I guess to kind of give some, uh, to give the movie kind of a pass on that, she was new. She probably didn't want to even speak to anybody i get that you know she was so you know put, yeah. put off of uh talking to strangers and nobody wanted like to that. let her in because she yeah. stank she's already feeling like an outcast and she that. yeah and she clearly reeks i'm so. gonna t- i'm gonna tell you this the young lady that played this uh chick uh her the daughter's name was zoe dude i mean i don't want to be a weirdo but clearly very attractive right First day at school, guys are going to be climbing over themselves trying to get yeah, at her. Especially being a new girl. Be- and being like a like a edgy metalhead kind of a yeah. girl. Oh, yeah. Crazy dude. hot. You're not going to have any problems yeah. here, sweet pea. All right, anyway, now I'm the pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I just took your pedo crown, Jason. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little worried. I mean, this is usually just my line of jokes. <laughs> starting to get a little serious in here. <laughs> the tit lurker comes out. <laughs> So he's she did have a pretty cheesy little tattoo on her, though. It wasn't real, right? Couldn't well, I assume in the movie, I, I guess maybe it's it was supposed to be real. I mean, she's got to be 14, 15 tops, right? Yeah. It could be. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, gets her home that night. It's like well past her bedtime. She makes him swear on her grave that he will never be late again. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, gets her home that night. There's a knock on the door. It's our crazy Ray in yeah. his orange jumpsuit that he wears throughout the entire movie, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, but he shows up and he's like, huh. now he says, <laughs> how's that? He goes, huh. <laughs> he says that his parents lived in the house uh-huh. and that they both died. Okay, and so, that goes a little bit with what the realtor said. Right. So assuming, so the realtor said that there were two deaths in the house. Mm-hmm. An old lady died of old age, and then her husband committed, or died falling down the stairs. And then her husband, like, committed suicide because he was so lonely without her. Right. Okay. Well, then, in, if that's the case, then who was his sister going to call at the beginning of the movie? Well, if we jump ahead, when they go into Ray's history... Right. What's the what was the story again? Like he, at as a younger 
guy. He tried to bury a... He was 12 years old. Oh, it wasn't his parents. No. That's tried, right. Okay. He tried to bury a nine-year-old girl. Okay. Uh, All right. right. Okay. Come back so, to where we're at then. there's that. I don't know which... Who no, did. I thought I thought that story said he killed his parents, but I was completely wrong. I don't know. All right. So there's mm. like a weird, uncomfortable exchange of him at the door. He rings the doorbell... The daughter, Zoe, goes down and answers it. She's all happy, and she's like, hey, oh, you're not the pizza guy. Oh, uh, hmm. And he's like, I have one of those. She has, like, a, I guess maybe a temporary tattoo, maybe a permanent tattoo of a guitar on her shoulder. Flying V? It's a red flying V. Now, I know nothing about guitars, but apparently this is a very important or significant model of guitar. Uh It's a red triangular shaped guitar with and it goes up it goes up yep. in like a v i would call it more of a triangle right it's well turn it upside a, down oh then it could be a v i don't know why you call it a flying v really it's why i don't i don't know i don't know what simmer down all right <laughs> i don't know I, I had one i would like a red triangular model please <laughs> if you have that <laughs> Uh, she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, I have one of those. And she's like, what? You have a flying V, a red flying V? I want one so bad. And he's like, I play it real loud so the voices get out of my head. And she's like, eh, uh, mom and dad, there's some guy at the door here. Uh, here comes the parents. They're like, um, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, my parents used to live here. They want me to come home. Uh. And then eventually Ethan Embry is like, dude, you got you to gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm going to call the cops if you don't mm-hmm. leave. Uh, he doesn't leave. He just stands there at the door and rings the doorbell like 45 times and then eventually fucks off. Yeah, I'm calling him right now. Yeah, as he's about to call the cops. Uh, next morning, Ethan's getting ready to take uh, um, Zoe to school, walks out. He left the guitar and the amp right there on the porch for her. So she's all pumped. She's like, oh, my God, it's flying me. Fuck yeah, so cool. And uh, Ethan Embry's like, that's from the fucking weird guy that was here last night. We can't keep that. I'd be thinking pedophile. Yeah, you're being groomed. Yeah. You're being lured. (laughs) Eventually a van is going to pull up with, like, popcorn in it or some shit. I don't know. Magic tricks. Yeah. Like balloons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he takes her to school. Everything's cool. Now, while she's at school that day, some weird shit is going to go down. As this whole story has been progressing, we're getting these intermittent nightmare-esque sequences of Ethan Embry painting in the weird work shed. He is completely blacked out. The butterfly mural that he was painting for the bank and has painted over it with a bunch of screaming kids and burning bodies and a weird skull, multi-eyed skull thing going down with black smoke coming mm-hmm. out of it. Um, pretty gnarly, very creepy. Things get even weirder from this. So this is kind of taking us into Shining Land a little bit, I feel like, with the Jack Torrance being influenced by the spirits and the whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, from there... We're going to cut back to Ray, who is now just driving around this rural Texas town with a giant bucket of candy. And he's just mowing down on this bucket of candy. Yeah. He happens upon two brothers that are out taking their dog for a walk. Uh, the dog takes off. The older brother chases after it. The younger brother is on a swing set. And he creeps up on the younger brother with a rock and tags him in the head, knocks him out, and takes him back to his hotel room. Oh, here we go with the kids' stuff, buddy. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. 
Never mind the fact that that kid had long, curly, blonde hair, kind of like somebody I know, <laughs> and that I'm not going to make a thing out of it. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of creepy. And he's got him like duct taped up in like this weird body bag blanket situation. Mm-hmm. And the kid is squirming as he's dragging him around. So we know he's still alive at that point. Uh, cut back to Ethan in his painting career. Apparently, he's had like an on-and-off-again relationship with a local gallery, and they're not really interested in his work anymore, but now he brought a flash drive with some of these blackout paintings, these paintings that he painted while he was... that he doesn't remember painting. Right. And they're like all hot and bothered by them, Candyman style for a minute. And they're like, okay, we're going to get you a show. Okay, perfect. So this dude shows up at the house, who I guess is some kind of... What a dick bag. I thought he was going to be the devil. He, he, acted, he, oh, he, he acted like the absolutely, devil. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he acted like a very velvet chainsaw-y kind of a, mm, your work has really improved, Stanley, or whatever his name was. Yeah. And he's got all black <laughs> on. And he's got pa- the Painting connoisseur yeah, or something. Yeah, go fuck yourself, you pretentious cock. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he's going to pay Ethan Embry big money to... For the painting, I guess, or something. Your work is really taking a turn. I drink this weird shit with me. And Ethan's like, dude, I gotta go pick pick up my daughter. Oh, she'll understand. Really? She's 14. And yeah. apparently she uh, goes to school in a different time zone. I gotta fly across two different states to pick her up. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I should hit the fucking road and not be hammered when I do it. No, she'll understand. You have to make sacrifices there, Ethan. All right, eventually he's like, fuck off, I gotta go. He hops in the Griswold station wagon, goes peeling out through a, like a fucking cornfield or something, loses his goddamn mind trying to pass a Volkswagen. Worst <laughs> passing effort ever. What are yeah. you doing, dude? Have you never passed anybody in your life? <laughs> it's terrible. Not that big of a vehicle. I, I, I guess not. <laughs> you gotta navigate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets right up on her ass and he's like, 45 degrees, port to starboard. <laughs> Bring it up. <laughs> so, he gets right up on whoever this person is. He gets right up on her ass and starts honking the horn. And she's like, I'm doing the speed limit. So he does like a way over corrects and then tries to re over. He blows out his rear two times. He could have just casually passed that car. Easily. Yeah. What are you doing there, Frico? Have you never driven a car before in your life? Uh, well, I, I wasn't sure if he was drunk or not. I hope so. I was thinking he was probably drunk because because of the guy saying, well, you need to make sacrifices. Sure. Have a drink with me. Yeah. I had assumed that, okay, well, he probably threw back a few and now he's a little loaded. Okay. That doesn't excuse that kind of driving. <laughs> yeah, even drunk, that now, was pretty bad driving. If he yeah. had just smashed into her and ran her off the road, okay, you're hammered. Right. That'll happen. <laughs> and the dick at the same time. <laughs> this, yeah, this is like some weird spy hunter kind of move where <laughs> yeah. he was expecting the smoke cloud to come out from behind him or something. Yeah. Uh, pops his rear two tires, pulls over, tries to call... Can't get any reception. We cut to the the high school or the middle school, I guess, where Zoe is pacing back and forth, waiting for uh, her dad to pick her up, and then she's just not there. Eventually, he gets there, runs all through the school, shouting her name, calls his wife. What happened? I don't know. They call the cops. Now, the night before, Vin, uh, Ray snuck into the house and just got in bed with Zoe and was just laying there casually and like whispering to her about how he's not going to hurt her. Yeah, he said uh, he wanted you, but but I, but I found some 
someone else yeah. to take your place. Because you're special. Yeah. Uh, she starts screaming, freaking out, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, Mom comes out, big struggle. Uh, Pruitt just runs right through Ethan Embry on his way out, just bulldozes him. Uh, Ethan goes out, gets kicked in the face a couple of times. Pruitt gets away. They call the cops. Now, that night is when the abduction occurs, and Ray actually abducts Zoe, mm-hmm. takes her back... I, so, am I wrong in assuming that the blonde kid got killed and dismembered? Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. That, which is why he said, I found somebody else to take your Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought exactly. Yeah. Okay. And when he's burying the suitcases, that was the cut up yeah. uh, yep. Deacon lookalike. Right. right. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah. making sure. Um, so, that was pretty gnarly. So, that's one kill. And it's pretty... that. That we don't it's not too graphic that Mm-mm. kill scene, but what is inferred, in my opinion, is even worse. Because what you're looking at is um Ray, who has is like fashion day garbage bag poncho in his whitey tidies, with a full on two man lumberjack saw, just hacking away at this screaming, whining uh blanket duct tape wrapped burrito yeah. thing which yeah. is even worse because that to me insinuates that he's dismembering him while he's, while alive, he's alive yeah which is completely fucked up man yeah fuck that god and not Wait, even asleep like passed out no like. he's trying to like <laughs> yeah. keep his legs on him and stuff mm-hmm. Ugh, okay that's gnarly anyway that's what happens uh to wrap that little situation up we get a cut scene of uh ray burying a bunch of suitcases uh henry portrait of a serial killer style and then from there we cut to uh zoe being abducted from school she wakes up in the disgusting motel room bathroom duct taped in a rather ingenious move she finds the end of the tape that she is bound with peels it off using her fingernails that would have taken me two hours. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate that. I will sit there trying to get the tape started. Over and yeah, over. Yeah, l- luckily the tape was like a single strip wrapped yeah. all around her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I that Because at first I was thinking, oh, all right, you're going to get that top layer off your legs. Yeah. Then what? And then what? <laughs> Kick yeah. it in the balls, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but it was... It was pretty smart that it was one big wraparound. She just did like a roly-poly move on the floor and managed to completely unwrap herself. Mm -hmm. Get out of the window. He steals her shoes. She goes taking off into the night. Good job, Zoe. You did it, babe. Makes it to the cops. Cops call her parents. Parents come and get her. They suggest um, witness protection is the plan. Uh, This is a small town, man. They don't have like... I don't want to say real cops, but they don't have like the grizzled, you know, scarf, scarf-faced cops that that you would want for this detail. What we have instead is two uh, local cops that are on the verge of having sex with each mm-hmm. other. I felt yeah. like there was some tension there, and I hope they had they survived. I hope they would have eventually had sex, mm-hmm. possibly in a squad car, because right? I think that would be hotter Hot. in a weird way. Uh, in the back seat locked, where you just stuck. Yeah, shit. That's embarrassing. <laughs> now we got to call the sergeant. Come let us out. Yeah. We're gonna make up a story. He knows what's going on. <laughs> I've got a whole backstory about the romance of these two small town officers. Anyway, more horror erotica. <laughs> yeah, coming at coming you. At you soon. <laughs> on the Patreon feed. Uh, the cops are there. They're getting the family out of the house. They're packing their bags and loading them up. Uh, they're sitting in between their two cars 
having like a moment between the two of them, God bless them, mm-hmm. and then you just hear a smash outside and a bunch of screaming. Zoe is already freaking out. Uh, Dad, Ethan Embry, is out in the workshop slicing and dicing away the devil's fucking fiery kid portrait that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom is like, I gotta go see, I gotta go see. She's like, no, don't go out there, don't go out there. We pan out there and we see Ray murdering the two cops with a rock. That's his preferred method of execution. Pick up a rock and hit you in the head with it. Mm-hmm. Which is effective. effective, but I don't know, it seems very... It shows like the men- his mental capacity. Yeah, just I you mean, know what? Like, I didn't plan. Man, you know? I didn't plan to do this. So here I am, and I got to finish it. Here's a rock. This will do. Yeah. Blamo. I don't care if I get caught or not. I'm not trying to hide this from anybody. I just want you to stop screaming, mm-hmm. so I can just possibly dismember you in a disgusting bathroom later. Uh, kills both the cops and gets himself a gun. Uh, this is when Dad makes his way back into the house. He sees what's going on in there. He tells uh, Mom and Zoe to go hide in a little closet in the back, which is a bad idea because I'm sure there's a back door to this house. And he's watching this whole scene unfold from the stained glass window of the front door. He sees, like, um, Ray is just, like, haphazard. I don't think Ray's ever shot a gun before, so he's, yeah, like, clearly not shaking it. And, uh, does this work? And he's just kind of zapping off rounds as he goes. Uh, Dad's like, go, 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 go. So they go hide in a closet. They should have made for a back door. That would have been the best thing to do. Uh, Ray kicks the door in, uh, like a weird struggle where Ray is just like shooting up at the hallway. And then eventually he clips dad right through the shoulder. Uh, dad passes out on the floor from there. He walks right into the closet where mom and the daughter are hiding. Struggle, screaming. We don't really see what goes on. Gunshots. Ray comes out with Zoe in a headlock. Now, before this, just before all hell broke loose, we got a very telling scene of Ray going to a gas station, buying one gallon of gas and a lighter. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to end well, is it? <laughs> I don't think he's going to uh, some campfire situation. Uh, he goes out to the car, gets the, the gallon of gas and a lighter. Uh, Mom comes str- like low-crawling out. Um, tries to wake Ethan up. He's still out to the world. Begs and pleads for her life as uh, Ray is bringing Zoe back inside the house. Ray goes to kill Mom. Gun's empty. Just walks upstairs and lights the stairs on fire behind him. Which was a... I mean, I don't want to give this guy any credit, but that was a good idea. That was, to yeah. Keep, you know, to keep everybody from fucking with you. Uh, takes her upstairs in a very heavy metal scene. Lights a semicircle around the bed on fire. Needed Sammy Kerr sitting right? in the middle of that yeah. bed. You need somebody playing a guitar mm-hmm. on that. Just <laughs> uh, and then like the smoke and she's screaming and he's like he's got her in, still in this weird headlock and he's like look there he is there he is. I didn't see anything. Did you guys either. see anything? No. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, mom manages to wake up dad. They crawl themselves outside, and they can hear the screaming coming from upstairs. So Ethan get, kind of gets up, goes and gets a ladder, puts it up against the house, runs up there, uh, kicks in the window where Ray and Zoe are on the bed. Again, this part is very heavy metal because there's like a whole lot of flames mm-hmm. and smoke and everything. Gets in there, manages to... Um, Beat Ray's head in with that flying V guitar and then get Zoe out of there. They get out. Uh, 
make it out and they, they pretty much survive after that. That's pretty much the end of your movie. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was it. That was it. Very heavy metal movie. Very heavy metal horror movie without the cheekiness or the comedy that usually comes with a right. heavy metal horror movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of The Devil's Candy? Love it. Never seen it, which was nice to see something new mm. and something I really liked. I dug it. I dug it quite a bit. Um, this did something that most horror movies don't even do. Mm. Uh, I actually felt tension. Really? Yeah. I felt tension when when she, when Zoe was first getting out of that uh, the seedy hotel bathroom. Sure. Because I haven't seen this damn thing. Right. And I was actually, I actually felt for the victim. Okay. It's, wow. That never that never works, man. Like huh. I never actually like feel anything for characters in movies. It takes a a lot for that to happen. But that and even uh, up top when like you know um, the fires around the bed and yeah. all that stuff, not knowing how that was going to play out, I it, I was actually cured. Like I was really waiting for what was going to transpire. Hmm. Um. I really, really like this movie. I was surprised how much I actually like this movie. I like it a lot, too. I'm glad I picked it. I'm glad you picked it, too, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Another thing I was worried about early on was in a lot of horror movies where there's some element of artsy-fartsy kind of character, Mm -hmm. they really try selling you that this... You know, this painting or this music or whatever it's this person's doing this. is yeah. some kind of next level ethereal mm-hmm. type shit. Mm-hmm. And normally that just doesn't work. Like uh, Lords of Salem, mm-hmm. like with that, that uh, music. music. That music's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's another movie where uh, a girl uh, does some some painting stuff. But Bliss. Y- they're trying too hard to convince you that it's like some next level. Yeah. And you could tell it's. It's, it's just a, a bunch of painting yeah, bullshit. Painting. These were cool paintings. They were? Yeah. Um, so I liked that. I really liked how the music played throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Because even though it was like metal, it was kind of subdued. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't overbearing. No. And there was so many aspects of this movie I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really metal, I found. It no. was just a well-placed guitar rift. Yeah. Just like he'd be coming out and you're like, this is a heavy metal movie. It's it is still a horror movie. Though. Closing credits did end with uh, "To Whom the Bell Tolls." Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Metallica. Yeah, one of my yeah. favorites. Um, I liked it a lot. One of the the scenes that I found most tenuous, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, is this the the initial scene where he comes to the door. Mm-hmm. Now I've had that situation, and with like. I don't know about you, but my wife is on the goddamn uh, Neighbors app or whatever it is. Right, yeah. And there is constantly, oh, this guy came to the door. He tried to force his way in. And I know this is probably just some bored housewife overreacting. Sure. Mm-hmm. But ev- uh, no, that was two two kids on bikes with... Uh, yeah, trying to sell candy bars. <laughs> yeah, or... Probably eight and a ten-year-old. Some kind of religious like solicitation. Oh, he tried to get in. He was looking at my breasts or something. Yeah. <laughs> But because my wife reports these to me all the time, yeah. every time the doorbell rings and I see somebody out there I don't know, I'm like, "All right, is this is this the day? Am I gonna <laughs> yeah. am I gonna knock somebody out?" So because of that, every time I open the door, I make sure the dogs are barking, and I'm like, "Okay, what, what, what do you want? Hmm? What?" 
But every now and then, like every third or fourth weird salesman will be like, I'm going to come in and give you a demonstration for my carpet cleaner. And I'm like, you're not coming in here. He's like, oh, well, like I had one chick come and she was probably, I don't know, 20 years old. Wow, you made one come, huh? Nice. <laughs> did. It was nice. <laughs> uh, she came and she was like, she gave me her spiel about cleaning carpets. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not interested. We just go away. And she's like, finally, she's like, well, I get $50 for every house that I get a demonstration for. And I'm like, I don't care. Go away. It became very like the way she was trying to get into yeah. my house. I'm like, you're not getting in here. I need you to leave. You understand that? But she was very persistent and like kept taking it like, like stepping towards me. Like I'm, I'm coming in. And I wouldn't budge, and I wouldn't open the door, and I had the dogs barking behind me the whole time. So I'm like, you're not coming in here. I need you to leave. And she's like, finally, she just broke. And she's like, can I just come in and do the demonstration? I will get $50 if I do it. And I'm like, no, you're <laughs> just not Just claim it. you did it. Yeah, I'll sign it. I'll lie I'll for you. I'll sign it. Just tell me where to sign. Yeah. But uh, that, that weird interaction of I really want to come in, I'm not letting you in kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's very intense to me. And because of these, the way these his sales ta- his Tamra here, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> yeah. Remember that Halloween party? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, great show. Um, I rented this for four ninety nine. I think I could have swore I had the Blu Ray around here somewhere, but I couldn't. Find I it. I picked it up on Vudu for four bucks. I think. Yeah. I uh, couldn't find. It was streaming on AMC Plus, I believe. Huh. But I've already went through my trial, free trial with oh, them. Shit. Uh, but I actually added this to my uh, pickup list. So yes. I'm, I'm going to be buying nice. this one. I could have swore I had it. I'm going to have to. I think uh, Shop Factory has a limited this, edition. This was surprising. This was a really nice surprise. You see that, buddy? Yeah. Every time, <laughs> finally. I, every time I pick a movie, he's like, "This is dog shit," and you picked another one. <laughs> 3.1 stars on IMDb, fuckface. <laughs> what, what would you give this one? I stars? gave it a 7. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good 6. for you. 6.4 on IMDb, this one. Yeah. This is a solid mm-hmm. show. Yeah, so it, it, it was a high enough 6 to round a 7, so Look I gave it a 7. Look at you, buddy. Wow. Look at that. All right, let's take <laughs> us a little break, gentlemen.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. You know what, man? I think every really what they should call these home invasion style horror movies is yeah. just gun commercials. <laughs> That's all they are. I see these and I'm like, I think I need another 12 gauge yeah. in my life. Just in case, you know. Um, I mean, really, at the point where uh, Ray is kicking in the door... And Ethan Embry's got a baseball bat. And has no ability to swing it. I mean, <laughs> he was choked up really high. I don't know what he was. Maybe like a kind of butt stroke, kind of stab kind of a thing. I don't know what he was doing. I don't think he ever played baseball either, to be honest with you. Never used weapons, guns. No. Nope. Like uh, a lot of angry painting. Just too busy yeah. getting jacked. <laughs> Just what it is. <laughs> Not eating carbs. That's how he spends his time. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to get into this week's Terradome tournament? Welcome to the Terradome. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. To the Terradome. Your winners from last week. We had the Killer Clowns from Outer Space versus the Universal Monsters. Lightning crashed and thunder roared. The storm outside the castle raged. The circus tents blew in the wind. Screams and blood flew through the night and the bodies of the clowns stacked as the sun rose the next morning. With a vote of 15 to 2, the Universal Monsters advance over the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Dang! Wow. I feel like that's the X-Men of horror movies. And if we ever got our dark universe that we were promised, I feel like it would have been pretty dumb. Oh, yeah. We're never going to get it. The, nope. only, the only real example of these monsters working together we're ever going to have, probably, is the Monster Squad. Where yeah. the Wolfman got kicked in the nards by a fat kid. Yep. By, and they were bested by a bunch of middle schoolers, buddy. I'm not happy with the Monster Squad, buddy. At no. all. Mm-mm. I don't care for that. I don't care for it. Three uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon movies. Is there three? Yep. What was the third one called? 
Uh, creature from Black, Black Lagoon, Revenge of the Creature, The Creature Walks Among Us. The creature Walks Among Us. I don't think I've ever seen hmm. that one. No. Nope. We're getting into the 70s with that one, right? Uh, Late just, 60s. I was looking at the back of the box. Okay. Speaking of back of the box. Ooh. Uh-huh. Right now, let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? We are in the Inferno Conference Round 10. <clears throat> As usual with inmates, bear with me. I'm not much of a writer. Acquiring the item had been a long and difficult process that might have exceeded its value. Regardless, it was here now, and field testing had already begun. Three Umbrella Corporation scientists, along with a small security team, sat behind a control panel. Beyond some glass and cinder block, in the next room, the item sat. Ready to be manipulated by the robotic arms controlled by the scientists. Alone and unassuming, the toy maker's box sat on a table in a room opposite. The Umbrella R&D department knew the reputation and what it was rumored to be able to do. It was deemed unsafe for human testing and thus had to be opened remotely. The research possibilities were endless if the door could be opened safely, but there was still a risk of hostile elements from the other dimension. Team's competition, we have Cenobites versus the Umbrella Corporation. Buddy, what do you think about that? I'm going to go with the Umbrella Corporation. Okay. Jason? Cenobites. Okay. I think I am going to go with the Umbrella Corporation also. Really, the key to defeating the Cenobites is just closing the goddamn box. And I feel like somebody within the ranks of the Umbrella Corporation could figure that out. If we're just talking about the foot soldiers, um, I don't think they're combined smart enough to close it. No, there's going to be some But Yeah, you there. throw in a scientist or two, I'm sure somebody, somebody could figure it out. will have thought about that sure of, like i had some kind of fail safe in mind is yeah. my opinion mm-hmm. that is your terror dome match for the weekend mates it is the umbrella corporation versus the cenobites get us your votes by next week if you can mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or get us on the regular old email the padded room 2011 at hotmail.com while you're contemplating that matchup as difficult as it might be We are going to take a moment to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Uh, how about Silent House from 2011? Have you guys seen this one? No. Yeah. Looking forward to it, though. Surprisingly spankable. For a, <laughs> for a movie that has zero nudity and zero sex scenes, uh, I could probably pull my dick clean off to this movie. <laughs> I hate to admit it. Wow. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. <clears throat> now, this is a remake of a foreign film, but um something very um experimental about it this movie in its entirety takes place in one long take long long take of a film you start with elizabeth olsen you follow her through for exactly an hour and 14 minutes or something like that and that is the entire duration of the film you never break from her you never go any there's no jump cuts no flashbacks no nothing you're just on her the whole movie and she is wearing a tight little uh, I guess it's like a spaghetti string number, 
and she is just running up and down stairs and bouncing and jiggling. <laughs> and sometimes she's got to bend over, and you can look right down the. Titler. Oh yeah, I, t- I would get some t- <laughs> the lurking of tits I was active. Some tit lurking, my friends, <laughs> and I got to tell you, when it comes to tit lurking, sometimes less is more. I got to be honest with you. It's a very good show. Um, I actually, this is another example of a movie that I prefer the Americanization of over the original. Mm-hmm. Original did the same thing with the one take. One take. Um, I almost said one tit. <laughs> one take. <laughs> one take cinematography, but this one wraps up uh, much more nicely. I feel like it gets into some weird stuff, but uh, very tense. If you can watch it in the dark with the sound up, it'll blow your balls off. I watched that, and then I had another backyard drive-in movie. Uh, watched the original Predator from 1987 with my kids. They nice. rather enjoyed it. Um, Deacon has decided that he must, at some point, get himself an M16 with a 12-gauge uh, under-barrel auxiliary thing. Well, you, you have to. I, yeah. don't, I don't think that they make those in actuality. <laughs> it looks badass, mm-hmm. though, right? Uh, he wanted Jesse Ventura's minigun, but I convinced him it would be way too heavy for him. Oh, to carry yeah, yeah. Around. But he's, if he can't have that, he'd prefer the 12-gauge M16 thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'm looking at, boys. You guys got anything? Oh, rewatch Southbound. Good uh, oh, man. I had one. been meaning to rewatch it. And uh, since you said it was the, be- uh, the best anthology that you could think of, I had to hurry up and get mm-hmm. it done. What were your thoughts? I, sti- I, I still really enjoy it, but I definitely say Trick or Treat is better. Trick or Treat's better? Yep. What would you say is your favorite uh, segment in Southbound? The Reapers? I really like, for whatever reason, I really like uh, just all of the... All, all of the hospital stuff. Me too. Yes. The abandoned hospital with yeah. the, the poor schmuck trying to perform surgery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I actually went and watched uh, like kind of an ex- explanation video after after that because there was a couple of parts that I w- wasn't really connecting for me. So mm-hmm. uh, I got a lot more out of it by watching somebody smarter than me <laughs> explain some of the stuff. I get that. I get um, it. But still, I, I think Trick or Treat takes it. Very cool. Uh, watch No Exit. That's kind of a thriller. I was I think it was on Hulu. Yeah. Um, that started out kind of slow, but it ended up being pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Gave it a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Jurassic World Dominion. That is yet another dinosaur movie. What mm-hmm. did you think of that? It is another dinosaur movie. <laughs> it's in fact a dinosaur movie. It's a very long dinosaur movie. It's, it's Fast and Furious with dinosaurs, mm-hmm. right? Um, we enjoy... Sarah really enjoyed it. It is what I, it is. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yes. What do you want? It was way too long, though. Yeah, it got a little it's like two and a half hours. Oh, like that, wow. Yeah. And that's well, it. Buddy? Nothing. Nothing at all? Nope, Just work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. Right on, dudes. In that case, let's get into some immersion therapy. Immersion therapy. You guys get a chance to check out The Feast from 2021? Mm-hmm. Yep. What'd you think? Not for me. I dug it. I really dug it. Um, the way things escalate in that movie. Because you start, you have this servant girl, and she's clearly not right. 
There's something just off about her. It's not to say anything's wrong with her. She's just a little too quiet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't act like she really knows what the fuck is going on. Horrible hire. Yeah, well, yeah. The but, fact that she's there even doing that job, well, she, she was, was terrible. She was a last-minute stand-in for her mom. Even still, desperation goes only so far. What, once you yeah. get the wraparound and you, you realize what's really at play here. And the part where she sticks the broken glass up her oh, yeah. and invites the other son to have sex with her. Ah! Shit! <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think I coined the phrase snapper trap or something like that. <laughs> snapper trapper. <laughs> but uh, That's I, de- dedicated to the calls right there. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I really dug it. I like the way the whole thing came together. I like the, uh, the backstory. You never really figured out what the fuck she was. Or we never really got a clean answer as to what was going on other than possibly the, the real little girl died and the chick that was in, buried in the rye, witch or whatever she was took over her body to ensure that the mining didn't take place mm-hmm. jeez i didn't get any of that shit you but i i was so tuned out of that movie i dug it yeah. uh, i i think i'm just i think i'm just tuned out on foreign flicks for a while okay um, it because you got to be in the right mind you know to read see <laughs> foreign <laughs> flicks right now work perfectly for me because yeah. any movie i watch i have to watch while my kids are chasing each other with nerf guns mm-hmm. screaming mm-hmm. like howling banshees so i have to have the captions on regardless yeah i'm gonna read it even if it's in english and that's the only way i'm gonna get a movie in um well most movies that- most movies i i always have the subtitles on but uh you know i can at least turn my head to you know look at something or look at my phone or whatever and still be completely with the movie sure uh but but with these where i can i only have to stare at the screen and <laughs> the re- the screen. read the whole thing yeah, exactly uh it was just yeah just it, it just didn't click for me i get it buddy what'd you think bud uh it's all right yeah yeah it wasn't you know anything exciting for i like the ending i thought the ending kind of sewed everything together nicely yeah Right on, buddy. What do you got for us this week? I'm giving the keys back to you. All right. All right, this week, let's check out 2021's What Josiah Saw. It's about a family with buried secrets that reunited a farmhouse after two decades to pay for their past sins. And you'll find this gem on Shudder. Buried secrets. That's putting it lightly. (laughs) There is a lot of sex stuff. (laughs) And... Some gay stuff and some incest stuff and some other stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on here. A lot of stuff family. coming at you. Oh, buddy. I don't think you realize what you just opened the gates to. <laughs> right on, inmates. Check that out. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. But now it is time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a troubled teenager stuck in a post-apocalyptic world. Good news, I found a weird cybernetic girlfriend kind of a situation. And uh, the dudes that possibly killed my parents... I better get myself some kind of a turbo space marine suit so that I can blow the heads off of these clowns. <laughs> I am, of course, Turbo Kid from 2014. That's right. Have you guys seen Turbo Kid? 
Nope. Oh, you're going to love it. It's very 80s. I wouldn't call it a horror movie, more of like a throwback action hmm. kind of a thing. Mad Max, but this. much more lighthearted without all the rape and the gay stuff. There was a lot of gay stuff in Mad Max. Oh, yeah. I still love it, but still, watching it with like adult eyes, you're like, geez, these guys are having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no wonder I like it so much. Hey, well, it <laughs> what else happens sense, in man? the outback? Eh? <laughs> How can I get some of those shoulder pads? All right, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a, uh, a young thug. And I got my thug cronies and our girlfriends together at the local carnival. Supposed to be doing a drug deal in the haunted house. But some shit went bad. We had to had to stab somebody and uh, apparently kick a security guard to death to get out of there without the cops getting a hold of us. Good news, we took the local magician hostage. And uh, we're going we're gonna to hold up at his place with his daughter and his strongly silent strong man kind of a dude i don't i don't even know what he's like a henchman kind of a guy uh god i hope he doesn't summon any evil spirits to deal with us while we're here who might i be you ask tune in next week and i'll drop some knowledge on you in the meantime inmates i think that's about going to do it for us this week tune in next week for excision here in buddy month buddy birthday month here in uh the padded room like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running. The month of December could be yours, if you so choose. $5 donation will get you a padded room travel mug, padded room t-shirt, as much hardcore pornography as I can shove into a box, and control of the month of December. Find that link at paddedroom.podbean.com. And other than that, I think that's about it. You guys got anything else? Maybe it's the fear of getting a box of hardcore porn that that keeps people away from... Should I just (laughs) surprise them with it? Yeah. That's what I used to do. Here's your mug. Here's your shirt. Thinking of you. Here's some some teeny tiny twats for you. (laughs) Some Asian schoolgirls coming at you. Uh, in the meantime, I guess that's it for us. For Monica and Absentia, Jason Harrell, buddy, both present and sitting across from me. Uh, old school vampires, universal monsters, killer clowns from outer space, cannibals, old, new, and indifferent. Uh, weird, strange situations that you can find yourself in when listening to heavy metal music in an old, dilapidated farmhouse. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week. How do you know when you're telling a dad joke? When it's a parent.